Well, so I'm talking here with uh, composer Kim Plannert, uh, uh, who's, you know, working on various TV shows with uh, Robert Duncan, and uh, is going to be composing the upcoming ABC show uh, Missing with uh, with Robert. Um, but to, to start off, uh, how did you get your start in music, and and what led you to composing for films and TV? Um, quite a long story. I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> Uh, and certainly not a straight line. Uh, started playing drums and bands when I was 12, so quite late. And uh, you know, lots of different bands, uh, like big bands. Um, one of the first bands was a Van Halen cover band, Rough and Ready kind of style, and uh, you know, went on to, to total cover band, but I was also writing for some of those. And that led into you know sound engineering for these bands mm -hmm. because you know, engineers usually didn't cut it. Then I kind of slid into that uh, area and I started you know studying for an audio engineering degree in Frankfurt at the School of Audio Engineering and finished off with a BA in engineering in Scotland. I liked the country and I went there for holiday quite often, mm -hmm. so uh, I kind of got stuck in Scotland, but I also found work there as an engineer, and um, there I stayed 10 years, were, you know, were working on a lot of different projects, 40 albums, roughly, I produced some of them, Wow. and, uh, you know, things were going really well, but I really felt like there was something missing. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I was still writing at the side, and uh, I was so lucky to work uh, with Craig Armstrong on the Bone Collector for a oh, session. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I really fell in love with his music and the immediacy of poor music, you know, it cuts all the crap of shown off as a composer to distill mm -hmm. it down to the emotion. Anyhow, I did some other soundtracks there with other composers, but, uh, you know, that really got the ball rolling. And I tried to really change lanes in Europe from engineer to composer. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Europeans are, are quite, you know, boxed in their minds. And, you know, if you establish as one thing, it's not like you can suddenly do something else. That's just not right. how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes the changing lanes part. I also started skydiving at the time, and I did a, a license in, in the US uh, visiting a friend. And as it happened, I had a demo with me. Uh, that was in North Carolina, Charlotte. I walked into a production company and talked to the boss right away. Something unimaginable in Europe. You mm -hmm. just don't. Uh, a few weeks later, they asked me to pitch for their $10 million movie. Wow. Uh, I didn't get it, but I got second. <laughs> and that just told me, you have to try this in America. They like your music. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that's not easy going to America, you know, visa stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah uh, I can imagine. Yeah. That, that, that extra hurdle. I could have probably written a whole symphony at the same time I spent on, on the visa stuff. Anyway, so 
the one way to do it was to study uh, film music. And uh, I wrote to a couple of universities, and uh, the UNCSA replied to David McHugh. Uh, we are very good friends now, uh, you know, over the last few years. And he gave me chance to study uh, there for an MA in film music. Wow. And, um, you know, he saw some talent somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and called me over. And I did that for a couple of years, you know. Uh, he really got me, got the right thinking, you know, to think what the film needs and the instincts. Mm-hmm. He helped me develop uh, and really, you know, break all the rules of normal uh, music writing. Right. And so that was a great opportunity. And then after that, I pretty much hit uh, LA straight away. So that that's uh, that's the road that led me to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, sounded like a, a very interesting road, though. And and everybody I know everybody has their own separate path, and it's always interesting just to hear how people get yeah. get to where they are. So now you're mm-hmm. in in LA, and you're you're working with. Robert Duncan. How did you meet uh, Robert and end up collaborating with him? Uh, pretty much right after school. I just did a little stand in Aspen. There was a film music workshop at the festival. And while I was there, I uh, checked the Film Music Network webpage. Very handy page. Mm-hmm. There was a, an anonymous advert for an assistant. And... Uh, yeah, it could have been team making. You know, I, <laughs> I uh, applied and pretty much forgot about it. Uh, you know, two months later, three weeks after I arrived in LA, I got a call. It's Rob. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we hit it off right away. And a week later, I started. Uh, writing with him on the unit. Wow. That was, you know, that was incredible. Just after getting there. Yeah. Pretty much so quickly. So when you when you got started uh, with, with Missing, um, you know, you've worked with Robert Duncan for a, a while, so how did, and you were doing additional music with him on, on a lot of shows, so how did how did you become his, uh, his co-composer on Missing? Uh, I was doing Castle at the time, uh, Missing started, and uh, I joined in episode four. Uh, from episode six, I'm actually getting full credit, which is uh, pretty amazing mm-hmm. uh, for a composer to share the main title card. And uh, Rob developed the sound, so uh, in, in four, I joined in. And we're so compatible musically uh, that that's not really uh, a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Just uh, it just locks in. And um, the other thing I want to mention is we're always trying to, you know, make it sound like a movie score, right, uh, right. despite it being television. And uh, makes sense because it's you know movie actors Ashley Judd and Sean Bean. So. I've, I don't think I've. I mean, I know there's there's composers like Wendy and Lisa who do uh, television. And how does a two-person composing team? How do you split up that you know the workload? Do you guys uh, 
Do you split episodes? Do you alternate episodes? Do you work on the same ones? Usually it's the uh, the same ones. But, yeah, it's four years now uh, we've been working together. Mm-hmm. And we know each other very well. And um, you know, it's less like two friends working together. He's so experienced and uh, uh, has done this a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. And basically... We look at the storyline, and then uh, you know there are usually different lines in one episode, you know, ABC lines, mm-hmm. and I guess we we split it by that, and also who has how much time available. Right, that's pretty much it. So it's about like thirty-eight minutes of music in there, uh, roughly, which is quite a lot for for an um, hour, for an hour show. That's a lot, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's TV. And uh, so, you know. so for missing, what was what was the goal that you guys wanted to do? Was it did you want to try anything different that you didn't do before, or was it, you know, did you guys? So how did you approach uh, the show? Missing is different in the sense that uh, it's about a mom looking for her son that it got abducted. Mm-hmm. She happens to be a CIA agent. That's where the action part comes in. But the core of it is that emotional connection. And um, Gina Matthews, the uh, the producer, uh, she uh, yeah, really encouraged the emotional angle. And she loves strings and speeping lines. And uh, it's not the not the normal you know action score. Right. No, nowhere near. And um, the other thing we did was use a lot of organic percussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, trip to the junkyard. Uh, Rob found a typewriter. Wow. Yeah, that, that's quite prominent in a lot of chase scenes. And, um, yeah, it's creating a new sound really every time. But uh, despite it being... Yeah, different sounds for every show. We're very compatible, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, by now I understand each other kind of blindly, <laughs> I would say. I stopped counting at 20 hours of music. That I've, <laughs> I've written, uh, you know, it must be about 30 now. That, you know, we worked on together. And yeah. that really, that's uh, quite a lot. It's, so, looking at uh, working in television, I mean, you've worked on multiple shows, but for what what's the typical work schedule like on for you know a show like Missing? How long do you usually have to work on on one episode? Um, about a week, sometimes one and a half. Mm-hmm. They push the schedule a little bit, so that's always very lucky. <laughs> it's like, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> How close have you ever gotten to? to the deadline like what was the the closest you ever been to where it's always close <laughs> always work to the last minute yeah uh, usually they're already mixing the show while i'm still writing wow <laughs> or, uh, and that's normal and you're so used to it that it doesn't really face you anymore the workload is so well divided that we can really calculate it quite nicely. You just need to know the speed you're writing at. Right. 
and uh, then you can just break it all down and be very safe of providing uh, it in time. Uh, yeah, and really, the TV schedule makes it sensible to uh, work as a team. You know. That's yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So when you when you're composing uh, for a series. Are you because you you said you talked about how you you try to make it more like a, a film score. So are mm-hmm. so so are you working? You know, you, you probably have an idea of what the whole season is like, and you are you trying to are you keeping the whole content the whole content of the season in in your mind? Are you trying to build arcs over various episodes? Or are you just working in the moment at the current episode? We have no idea how it will go on. Oh, really? uh, we just uh, get the video every week. That keeps it a lot more interesting and mm-hmm. fresh, and that way you look forward to it. What's up for the next week? Uh, just like any viewer would, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're so you're just you're kind of watching them as the audience is watching them. <laughs> yeah, only a week earlier. <laughs> <laughs> just one week. <laughs> and yeah, but it's not that much different, you know. Yeah. You're totally getting into the characters and want to know, you know, what's going on. Right. So, um, so this is working, you know, on on te- for television. Uh, did working on past shows with Robert, like Castle, the Unit, and Lie to Me. That that that, that kind of act like as a, as a training ground for you when you to get better at the scheduling and then the and all that. Oh yeah, it's perfect. You know, Rob with all his experience, um, he was checking my cues pretty much daily. At the time, I was uh, still working mostly from his studio. And he just come over, uh, ask him a few questions. Uh, he would sit down, change a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a bit like tennis. You know, it's a real collaboration. And, um, you know, his instincts are so spot on. It's ridiculous sometimes, you know. Yeah. Admiration is very important, I think, when you're working with somebody or in any partnership, you know, the respect. Right. That's uh, really nice what we have. And we're having a lot of fun as well. You know, well that's, the, uh, that's the important, important part. <laughs> the greater the schedule, the funnier it gets, really. <laughs> yeah. The dirtier the jokes get <laughs> at 3 a.m. or something. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, I, because I, 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 I used to be in that. I don't, I haven't. I used to be a filmmaker. Oh, I am a filmmaker, but I was. I graduated. Yeah. I graduated from college, and um, and mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't done any production stuff in a couple of years, and I and I miss that kind of schedule where you're in the, in the in the recording in the studio. Trenches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know you we in our audio class we had to do, I forget what yeah we had to do some kind of a audio narrative just through voices and sound effects and everything and uh mm-hmm. we, we we came in at eight o'clock at, at night we left at you know 11 a.m the next morning we were sleeping on the floor in shifts and stuff <laughs> yeah 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 but um really that's not ideal and and you're doing a, a tv show it's a little bit different on a movie you know yeah, yeah. It might be two months or something but if you're doing a tv show that's nine uh, the castle is nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't keep a regular schedule, that can be a real problem. I'll come back uh, and yeah, yeah. And by the fourth season now, I uh, I have a have a good rhythm. 
Yeah. Uh, well, again, it just uh, wouldn't work if you wouldn't work as a team. Right. Which I, I love. I mean, I'm a big supporter of collaboration. I know there's a lot of, I guess, tradition. Uh, tra- a lot more fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why work alone when you can work with somebody else? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as the other person is, you know, a, a pleasure to be around with, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's the other thing with Rob. Uh, he has never, never, ever, uh, you know, had a harsh word, uh, despite all the the pressure we're under sometimes with several projects going on at the same time mm-hmm. always pleasant it's, it's really cool it makes yeah, it makes and, a difference uh, yeah we have uh we have also another couple of writers Layla and Tom uh you know it's a nice nice atmosphere nice team and we're uh, supporting each other a lot well that's good you guys are doing uh great work and uh and to to wrap up, I, to finish up the interview, I always like to ask uh, composers if you had the chance to score uh, any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, what film would you choose? Yeah, I checked out a couple of the interviews and <laughs> uh, noticed that question coming up, and I was thinking, you know, it's really hard. Um, and straight off, answer would probably be Braveheart because I've got the Scottish connection. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I'm uh, really into Scottish history as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have to reshoot it historically accurate. <laughs> uh, but uh, another one would be, and here this might be an interesting angle, you know, the first film score I noticed was um, uh, as a young in Germany, uh, there is a story that they made into a movie by a writer called Kamai. It's uh, it's about a Native American Indian chief, uh, and uh, a bit like Last of the Mohicans. Nobody knows it here. It's a German western. It's crazy. Wow, that sounds <laughs> and really though. funny. Uh, really funny and really kind of naive at the time, but it's still you know we grew up with it. You know, yeah. yeah. Freedom fighter, <laughs> and uh, if in, in twenty years uh, or so, when I've done another few movies uh, or TV shows or whatever, um, that comes around, that would be a really nice thing to do. You know, if they remake it or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess westerns are my favorite, uh, my favorite genre. So I, I want to, I want to check that out. Then that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. All right. Thank that you, Kim. Nice. All the best. Uh, you too. And yeah. uh, talk soon. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Great. Bye for now. Thank you.